Welcome to the South Coast Christian Podcast. I'm Pastor Tom Westerfield. On behalf of myself and our entire staff, we want to thank you for listening, and we hope this message uplifts and encourages you this week. Over the last several weeks, we've been talking about what it means to be discipled. The definition of disciple is what we've been talking about, is someone who believes or follows another person's teachings. We are disciples of Jesus Christ because we follow his teachings and we believe his word. As Christians, we choose to follow Jesus. A teaching we find in, of Jesus that he shares, <coughs> excuse my throat, as he shares with his disciples, I might need a, uh, just a bottle of water, the teaching we find with Jesus as he shares his disciples is found in John, the Gospel of John, chapter 15. Thank you, love. The Gospel of John, chapter 15. And it's a parable about the vine and the branches. Jesus loved to use illustrations. He loved to bring about parables that would bring about truth that is found in the kingdom of God. And Jesus gives this beautiful illustration about how the Father is the gardener and how Jesus is the branch, the main branch, and how we are the branches, and how from our lives the fruit flows from our lives because we're connected to the main vine, which is Jesus. We are the branches. The Father is the gardener. We need to have a holy fear of the gardener. Not a a fear that, but a holy fear in the sense that he is the gardener. He is the one that chooses what branches stay on and what branches don't. That's why there's times where we just need to worship the Lord and to love him. I want to read John 15 starting at verse 5. We're going to go through verse 11. Follow with me as I read. Yes, I am the, these are Jesus' words, teaching his disciples. Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything that you want and it will be granted. That seems so, Pastor, anything you want if you're remaining in him and he remains in you. Read all of scripture. When you produce much fruit, you are my disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I read all of this to get to this last verse. This is all of our text, but this last verse is my message today. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. Lord, thank you for your word. Lord God, let it penetrate our hearts, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to focus on the very last verse of this passage. And I, I read several verses because I want us to get the whole context of this scripture. But today I want to focus on the topic of joy. I know many of you wouldn't maybe consider joy to be a spiritual discipline, but I do believe at minimum 
It's, a, it's something that we must cultivate in our life. And I believe joy comes out of our spiritual disciplines. When we put God first, when we allow the Holy Spirit to, to direct our lives, there's a natural joy that comes out of serving Christ in loving Jesus. That's what I want to talk about today. You see, Jesus desires for you to be joyful. Have you ever thought about that? He doesn't want you to be unhappy. He doesn't want you to walk around, oh my gosh, I have to go to another work of day. I have to go to school today. I to, whatever it might, I have to go home today. That would be worse. Jesus doesn't want you to be miserable. He wants you to be joy-filled. Therefore, joy is an attribute that we should strive to have in our lives. As we begin, I want to give you just some visual picture of what Jesus is referring to in this parable, in this illustration. Because so many times I don't think that we always see what Jesus... I want a mental picture of that. If you, and this is kind of pixelated, I know. That's the best your pastor can do, okay? But you can see there's a grapevine here. And you can see there's one vine that... It's not, it's not a tree... It's a vine that comes out of the ground. And notice how all the branches shoot off of that main vine. If you go to the next picture, you'll see that the grapes are coming off the branches. That's where the fruit, this is what Jesus, he could have been sharing this message as they're sitting in the middle of a vineyard. I don't know. And Jesus says, you know, I in the vine, you are the branches. And through you, I'm going to produce much fruit. And the gardener is my heavenly father. So you know what? You need to remain in me so that I can remain in you. This is the way that fruit is produced through our life. This is how we need to be connected to Jesus. And it brings me to my first thought for you today about joy. Joy is found in our relationship with Jesus. That's really what that verse 5 is kind of talking about. It's found in our relationship. This is what Jesus is saying in this passage of Scripture. Not, not only can we produce fruit if we're, if we're not connected. We cannot produce fruit if we're not connected to, the, to Jesus. But we will lose our joy if we don't remain connected to Jesus. And it's a great reminder that our joy is established in our fellowship with him. Just as Jesus' joy was established in the fellowship with his heavenly Father, our joy is established in fellowship with Jesus. Many people try to find joy through other relationships. And there's, there's nothing wrong with having joy in friendships and joy. There's nothing wrong. In fact, God wants us to have that joy. But may I remind you, that is not an everlasting joy that you're going to find in Jesus Christ. That joy will disappear. Those joys will all of a sudden fade away. The joy that remains is the joy that we find in Jesus. As disciples of Jesus, our joy is anchored not in this world, but in Jesus. And I want you to just be aware of this, that the enemy is trying to rob us of joy. He's putting all kinds of crazy things and things in our past and in our directions, and, and he's always trying to rob us. And how does, how does the enemy rob us of joy? The enemy robs us of joy by separating us from our Heavenly Father, making us too busy at work, making us too busy at home, making us too busy in life where we just don't have time to spend our, take some time in the presence of God. I mean, the Asbury College, how many hours are they going? 270 hours. That's some time, presence in God. 
They just said, you know, we're going to cancel everything else. We're just going to spend some time with God. And I know that not all of us can spend 270 hours in the presence of God. Can we spend a half hour in the presence of God? Can we spend an hour? Can we spend it? Yeah, you got it. What would it do to our lives if we just started spending more time in his presence? As disciples of Jesus, our joy is anchored not in this world, but in Jesus. Don't let the enemy try to rob you of that. The secret of finding joy is established, in my, in my, my thinking, the secret of finding joy is to establish an environment of his presence in our lives. It's learning to spend time with God. King David writes, in your presence there is fullness of joy. Can you say that with me? In your presence, there is fullness of joy. Say it one more time. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. Some of you need to speak that over your life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. One of the reasons that Jesus would sneak away after miracles, performing miracles, feeding the 5,000, doing all the miracles that was taking place, he would just have to sneak away out into the wilderness and just spend time with his heavenly Father. Why? Because he just needed to get away from all the stuff. All, everything that was happening around him, he just needed to get away from all that and spend time with God. It's easy to allow our spirit to be more engaged with the things of this world. And when we do so, we have a tendency to lose joy. We need to keep our spirit engaged with Jesus. It's his spirit that brings joy into our lives. It's his spirit that brings joy into our lives. It says that my joy may be in you. Have you ever thought about that? It's not a joy you create, that my joy may be in you. How's that possible, Pastor Tom? Because joy is listed as a second fruit of the Spirit. It's part of the fruit of the Spirit. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. He produces that in our lives. We all need joy. We need joy in our home. We need joy in our church. We need joy in the workplace. We need joy in the workplace. I need to say that for someone else twice. We need joy in the three times. We need joy in the workplace. But you are that joy because you have the joy inside your heart, in your life. His name is Jesus. For God's joy produces energy. It makes us strong. Have you ever walked into a business where none of the employees want to be there? If you ever walked into a business, one of mine, and it's not, this one's actually really good in San Clemente, so I don't want to say anything bad because they do a really good job, but I will talk bad about Vegas because we lived in Vegas. I, I literally started breaking out sweat when I had to go to the DMV. No one wanted to be there. No one wanted to serve me. You could spend four or five hours there. I'm not joking either. You could spend a half a day there. And it's just like, there, but there was no joy. It would have been great if they, they didn't even care about you. They just put you on hard chairs. You sat there for four or five hours. You're just a number, 231, 232. And everybody there doesn't care about you. Just, just, just no joy. No one that's working there even cares about you. They don't even care. I don't know that they care about themselves. They don't even they hate being there. And you feel that when you walk in. And all of a sudden, there's just no joy in this place. And see, church should be different. Your workplace should be different. Your home should be different. Your car should be different. It should be filled with the joy of the Lord. Because His presence is with you. Do you know that you can choose joy? You can. 
Paul writes, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Boy, I've been so long as a Christian, every time I read some of these, all of a sudden this song just pops in my head. Rejoice in the Lord always. I just it can't help it. It just keeps going. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. For the Apostle Paul, there is always a reason to rejoice. Many people refer to the book of Philippians as a letter of rejoice, as a letter of joy. Not realizing sometimes that the book of Philippians is a prison letter. Paul wrote this when he's in prison, and he's filled with joy. How can that be, Pastor Tom? Because if you have Jesus with you, there's always a reason to rejoice. There's people locked up right now in China that are rejoicing in the Lord. There's people locked up in the middle that are rejoicing to the Lord because they have Jesus with them. What would happen in our life if we started rejoicing in the Lord always? It's like, you know, one of the things, you know, and I, I say this very carefully because I know we are an in and out church, so I got to be careful. But one of the things, you walk into Chick-fil-A, don't, no, nobody throw rocks at me. It's interesting, you walk in and they do something for you, you say thank you, and what do they say? My pleasure. It was great when Brittany was working, there was like, oh my gosh, she's just so polite nowadays. <laughs> my daughter. My pleasure, dad. <laughs> what got into you? I started thinking about that. They're changing the environment. Two words. They're changing the environment. My pleasure. They're changing, they're changing the environment to the customers, but they're also changing the environment in the employees' lives. It's my pleasure. And I started thinking about how does that apply? I should never learn God's word from a fast food place. But there is a really, God, or Jesus used all kinds of parables and illustrations. So I'm using this one for you today. What would happen if we take that same thinking, that same idea, and all of a sudden, I'm just going to choose to be joyful. So when anything comes out that's going to be, I am joy-filled today. You just start speaking it over your life. Guess what? Pretty soon, you're just going to start believing it. I am joy-filled today because I have Jesus Christ with me. Filling your spirit with good things. Paul wasn't discouraged. He was filled with so much of God's presence. As disciples of Jesus, we should be joy-filled. If you're not joy-filled, then you need to check the oil level in your life. Do you have enough of the Spirit's oil in you? I'm going to install dipsticks in all of us. <laughs> Where's your oil level? You know, if you don't have oil in a vehicle, and you try to run that engine, turn it on and start it and run it, it's going to run very, for a very short period of time, and it's going to start to heat up, and all the moving parts, inner parts of that, are rubbing, and there's friction, 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 it's just going to heat up, and it's going to seize, and it's going to stop running. When you try to run your life without the oil of the Holy Spirit in you, you're going to get all of a sudden friction, friction. See, it's the Spirit of God in us that sets us free to be able to live free indeed. We're able to live free with Him. We need to have the Holy Spirit. Read the Old Testament. You'll realize that this, it was the Spirit of God falling upon the kings and the prophets and the priests that made them great. It was nothing about them. It was the power of the Holy Spirit. In our life, we need the anointing of the Holy Spirit to remove that friction that can easily build up. It's like plaque on a teeth. It just builds up. 
All of a sudden, you just need the oil of the Holy Spirit in your life. Another insight I wanted to share with you today is joy is found in our obedience to God. Say that with me. Joy is found in our obedience to God. You'll find that in verse 10. I just cut everybody off in this room. Joy is found in our obedience to God. Jesus said in verse 10, when you obey my commandments, you remain in my love. When I was a kid, nothing robbed me more of joy than when I was being disobedient to my father or to my parents. Because disobedience put a strain on a relationship. And it's not that my father ever stopped loving me. I want you to understand that. My father, I had a great dad. He never stopped loving me. But the disobedience caused me to, uh, in a separation in my life where it felt like I was separated from his love. Does that make sense? Again, it wasn't that my dad didn't love me. I just stepped out of his protection, of his love and his comfort. In the story of the prodigal son, the father in the story of the prodigal son never stopped loving the son. It was just that the son stepped out of of the place of love. He stepped out of his father's love. He stepped out of his father's protection. He stepped out of his father's joy. He stepped out. He wanted to do his own thing. He wanted to live his life his own way. So he took off on his way. And all of a sudden, he started finding out the pigs were eating better than him. He started longing for the food that the pigs were eating because he was so hungry. Why Did, did God not love him? Anymore? No. The father still loved him. He just stepped out of his love. He didn't remain. He didn't remain in the father's love. There is great joy when we remain in God's love through obedience, when we remain under his protection. Even when we face difficulties, we can find joy. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. As we remain obedient and faithful to Jesus, our faith is strengthened because we discover that God's love is there for us. As followers of Jesus, and some of you have experienced this, I've experienced this, some of the greatest joyous times in my life have been through some of the most difficult times in my life. Pastor Tom, how can that be true? There's no way. I'll say it again. Some of the greatest times of that my life was filled with so much joy was at times when it was the most difficult. Why would that be? Because I had to depend on God. All of a sudden, my relationship started to grow with God because I was in trouble, I was in difficulties, I started putting my, my trust in Him, and I started finding greater joy. We find joy in our relationship with Jesus. We find joy in our obedience to God, and we find joy as the Holy Spirit works through our lives. This is my last point. I just flew through that message, just FYI, because <laughs> I didn't want you guys to lose your joy. <laughs> Joy is found as the Holy Spirit works through us. Remember, joy is a gift of the Holy Spirit. And when we allow the Spirit of God to work through us, there is great joy because the Holy Spirit is producing fruit. Remember that picture I just showed you of the grapevine and the main vine? And you see the branches, and off the branches you see this fruit that's being produced. And the Holy Spirit is producing fruit through our lives if we surrender to him and allow him to work in and through our lives. Jesus states in verse 8, When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. 
When we bear fruit, it not only glorifies the Father, but it produces a joy in our life because the Holy Spirit is working in and through our life. And one of the fruit of the Spirit is joy. Joy just starts to naturally start to take place in our life. Annette this past year decided she was going to plant her garden. She made this big, massive garden in our backyard. We don't have a backyard. We have a patio, so it was a little planter box. But she had beans, she had potatoes, she had peas, she had things growing in there. And it was interesting how excited she got about what was taking place in that little garden. Because she planted the seed. She watered that seed. She fertilized that seed. And all of a sudden, every evening, Tom, come outside, come outside, look. And there's this little green thing sticking up. Look, it's happening. It's happening. Something's taking place. And all of a sudden, now it starts to grow more. And she had like, she had the thing almost going up our house. Things were growing. I'm not teasing. This thing was, I go, what is that? She didn't even know what it was. I don't know. I don't know how to do it. I just planted. We needed a true gardener at that point that stepped in and said, hey, this is how you deal with the rest of it. So she started calling friends. What do I do with that? What do I do with that? But she was filled with excitement and joy because she was watching what she planted began to grow. When we allow the Holy Spirit to work in us and through us, there is great excitement and joy because we are planted, growing, and impacting the lives not only of us, but of others. Remember the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Through loving others, we experience joy. Through acts of kindness, we experience joy. Through living at peace, we experience joy. Bearing fruit means results are happening in our life because we are allowing the Spirit of God to lead us and to work through our lives. There is great joy that is found when we start participating with God. To accomplish His purpose, there is joy. If you've ever been on a winning team, winning sports team, whatever, winning team in your business, and when you're all working together as a team, man, there's something so exciting about that. I remember our team in high school, we got to go to the championship in basketball. And, man, we were so excited. We were about ready to come out of our skin. We were just so ready because there was something that we were doing together. And there was joy. There was just natural joy being together. And, you know, that's what needs to happen in our life. We are God's team. God is the leader. He's the leader. God is the leader. And his Holy Spirit is working through us to be victorious. The Holy Spirit is working through us. Have you ever thought about that? The Spirit of God working through us? To make us victorious. We are the body of Christ. Can you say that with me? We are the body of Christ. The power of his love is working through us to accomplish his purpose. This is what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. This last week, as Brett always shared, uh, our staff and a few others went to a conference. and Man, there was one part of the conference where we just spent two hours in worship. I, some of that would kill some of you guys to go spend two hours in worship. I'm just teasing. That, that's mean. It would change you to spend two hours in worship. 
man, I found myself raising my hands. I found myself on my knees. I found myself weeping. I found myself crying. I found myself filled with joy and laughter. I just found, I found, I just experienced, the, just, do you know, that's, God has so much that he wants us to experience with him. And we just need to slow down and take a, to, take a little time and be on the winning team. Be with Jesus. That evening after we spent this time in worship together, it was interesting to watch. You know, it was kind of a conference that was filled with a lot of pastors and leaders. And it wasn't a huge conference. It was only a couple hundred, 250, 300 maybe. And it was interesting. At the end of that night, there was 30 people that came to Christ for salvation. Hallelujah. Something was happening. Seven people came up at the end of the service who were struggling with suicidal thoughts. And they were set free. Just amazing things happening. And it was really, I started thinking about it. It was just that we took some time away and we spent a whole day in the presence of God. And the thing that was so amazing to me, after we spent that time in the presence of God, after we saw everything was taking place, you know, I left, I was just joy-filled. I was just so full of joy. Because I watched the Holy Spirit do his work in and through our lives. It's amazing to see what God can do. We need to experience more of the Holy Spirit working in our church, in our homes, at our office, in our schools, at the grocery store, every place that his presence leads us. Jesus has already demonstrated this for us. I don't know if you know that, but he did. Jesus doesn't ever ask us to do something he hasn't already done. In the desert, Jesus fed the 5,000. In the ocean, on the ocean, he calmed the seas. In the synagogue, he healed the man with a withered hand. At Jacob's well, he set a woman free. In the night, Jesus presented the good news to Nicodemus. On a busy street, Jesus called out to Matthew, come follow me. In Peter's home, Jesus prayed for Peter's mother-in-law to be healed, and she was healed. On the mountainside, Jesus all of a sudden just started sharing the blessings of God, called the Beatitudes. As he's being arrested, catch this, as being arrested and persecuted in the Garden of Gethsemane, he takes the time to heal a person's ear that had been cut off by the Apostle Peter. I love Jesus. In his final moments, as he's being crucified on the cross, as his life on this earth was coming to an end, his life never came to an end in the sense of he was much more alive today than ever before. But in that moment of death on the cross, he had the time to invite a thief that was being crucified beside him into his kingdom. Today, you will be with me in paradise. Wow. Jesus set the example of the Holy Spirit working through us. The Bible states in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. You're in a race. You're in a race. Let it be a joyful one. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus. How do we finish the race? Keeping our eyes on... Guys, I just read it. Keeping our eyes on Jesus. The champion who initiates and perfects our faith. And I want you to catch this word. Because of the joy awaiting him. He endures the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. 
disregarding its shame. The Son of God allowing himself to be crucified because of the joy awaiting him. What is that joy? I know some think when you read that scripture, you know, awaiting the joy, something that's heaven. But wait a minute, Jesus came from heaven. He had already had a relationship with the Heavenly Father. He'd already experienced that joy of heaven. He never had to leave heaven. At any moment, he could have been taken back into heaven. So that can't be the joy. It can't be the joy of heaven that is awaiting him because he already had it. The joy awaiting him is you and me. (laughs) Read your word. The joy that was awaiting Jesus is you and me, his disciples. That's what he is so joyous about. It's the joy of spending eternity with his followers. Jesus told his disciples in John 16, verse verse 22, I will see you again, and your hearts will rejoice, and and no one will take your joy from you. No one will take your joy from you if you remain in Jesus. Jesus endured all the pain, all the shame for the joy of welcoming you into all of eternity. His sacrifice paved the way for you and me. How many of you are ready to run the race that God has set before you? That's what I was hoping for. Maybe not all of you are ready yet. That's okay. Just keep coming to church. Because his sacrifice paved the way for you and me. There is great joy found in running with Jesus. Oh, I thought there was someone behind me. There isn't. I'm going to say that again. There is great joy found in running with Jesus. Will the worship team just come on up? Come on up. There is great joy found in running with Jesus. That's what scripture says. There's joy in him. We need to get into the race. We're going to conclude today a little differently. We're just going to start worshiping. In fact, you're dismissed. Anybody wants to leave, go for it. Leave. We're fine. And I'm not saying that shame if you need to get going. I, I feel so restricted at times. And I don't want to feel restricted anymore. And, and it's not by you, it's me. <laughs> so don't, don't take that personally. It's me. But I, I've just felt like, man, the Lord just spoke to me. You know, just let people come and go. It's okay. So if you, I know a lot of people have appointments. I get that. And I have appointments at times, right? So I'm not, but we're going to stand together. And so let's just stand. And we're going to worship the Lord. And if you need to leave, thank you for your faithfulness giving. You know you can find joy through giving, just FYI. But my wife and I found tremendous joy through giving. Why is that, Pastor Tom? Because there's something happens when I start partnering with Jesus. Something happens in my life. But we're going to start worshiping the Lord for a few minutes. I don't know what you have to go, Brett, to worship with. But I do feel a word at the end here. I just want to take a moment here. And before we just start, let me just... heads bowed, eyes closed for just a moment. I just feel like I I need to do this because 
I just feel every Sunday convicted if I don't share the opportunity to find Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And if today you have never chosen to follow him, I, I want to share with you today, he's asking you to follow him. He's, he's saying into your spirit, come follow me. I want to make you one of my disciples. And if you've never made that decision, maybe you're watching us online, maybe you're here today. I just want to say, guess what? You can make that decision today. You just say yes, and you start following Jesus. You start running with God. And today, if you want to make that commitment to, to follow Jesus, I just want you to say this prayer with me today. And come after service, if you made that commitment, come after service, find me down here. I want to just take a moment to pray with you. But say this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, today I choose to follow you. Set me free from my sins. Give me the power of your Holy Spirit. Help me to do what is right. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the South Coast Christian Podcast. We appreciate those who give on a regular basis to South Coast because through your giving, we are able to provide these resources. For more information about South Coast, including service times and ways to give, please visit southcoastchristian.com. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast. Thanks again, and may this week be filled with new opportunities where you can receive and share God's love.